Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about board games and more specifically, <laughs> anniversary special edition versions of board games. Yes. There's one in particular that we're going to be talking about, um, and it's gigantic. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It's, I'm very um, excited. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm going to tease it so, one more time. Like one, one additional. It's one of the most popular video game or not video. Sorry. Popular board games out there. Um, and you, you know, audience, you can think about what that might be as we approach it later. Yes. Um, we also have pick of the week for you. Uh, but first, John, what have you been up to this week? Man, I feel like not a ton since last week. I've uh, been playing more Apex. There's some new things in there. It's very fun. I love uh, love that game. It's it's great. Uh, but I did. I'm I'm like the on the last level of Psychonauts two. Um, and dude, this game is that game is fantastic. I, I uh, every level, every time I'm, I'm playing it, just in love with it more and more. Um, there is a level, Chris. Let me let me pitch you this. There is a level featuring Jack Black. And, nice. And it is one of the coolest things. Um, Wasn't he in one of the promos? Probably. That sounds right. Um, and it does seem like him and like Tim Schafer would very much like, you know, get along and maybe start a band together. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, it's a, it's a fantastic game. Like I, uh, I, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. I, I've collected everything to this point and I will probably, you know, at the end of it, do the, the old wrap up. The thing I will say, this game has like eased off. Like it has this, the old school design of like a lot of things to collect and uh, like that sort of thing within the levels, but they've, they've, uh, they've definitely like smoothed off some of that, uh, the pain points within that, like where it's like less frustrating in some ways. Um, I haven't found myself be, to be frustrated to the point where like, if you miss, uh, if there's like a missable collectible, right. Rather than like force you to play the game again and, uh, and get that collectible when you could have gotten that collectible, they basically just move the collectible to a different location. Oh, that's uh, cool. So that way you can access it later on. Um, which that's I awesome. found like, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, my big, you know me, my biggest fear is playing through a game and doing something that I, ha- that I miss that I can't go back and get and I have to play the whole game over again. And then uh-huh. I just bail on the whole game. Oh, uh, like the 12 worst. minutes. If you uh-huh. want to. Hear my frustration about that. Go listen to that review. It has since devolved into some things I can talk about later. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I uh, like th- this game. Like, it's just so much fun. Uh, everything about it. Like, I, I very much enjoy all of the voice acting, the story, like the way that everything comes together uh, throughout the. Like, it builds and builds. Uh, nothing is like wasted on it, and I'm just like so happy that this game kind of exists in 2021, um, where like the original was an original Xbox game, and it finally got a sequel that was crowdfunded, but then they were gonna have to cut a bunch of stuff from it, and Microsoft came in, and they were like, "What could you do if you had unlimited money, Tim Schafer?" And he was like, "We could actually finish Psychonauts 2." <laughs> The best with all the boss battles, with all the levels that I wanted, and like we can make that happen. And so, like that's that's what happened. So, it's just a just a great game, man. I uh, everybody who has got Game Pass should give it a try. That's awesome. But, but that's what I've been doing this week, man. What, what have you been up to? What what have you been doing? Yes. So, um, I uh, have not been up to a lot. Um, I've spent a lot of the 
weekend watching football. This is the first uh, first weekend for the NFL. NFL's back, which is great. Um, f- and then uh, I've been watching baseball because the uh, Cardinals have now um, they are now uh, in running for the wild card. Uh, and so it's been a lot of sports. Per the um, usual, I, did, I feel like more often than yeah. not, like the that's like the Cardinals end up in the running for the wild card. You know, I know. I mean, you know, it's either well, it's either they just like crash and burn at the end, or they get this like surge of uh, all of a sudden they just, just start playing good. I yeah. don't know. And, they like uh, they, so, they like they sneak their way in. They like you know the doors like closing, and they just like put put their little like toe in there. Like boop. it's kind of dramatic. I'd rather it not be as dramatic. You know, it's not <laughs> even like the good kind of dramatic. It's just it's the whole like oh man, well you sucked all year, and now all of a sudden you decide to get good. You know that kind of thing yeah, where it's like yeah. we've you've not been enjoyable to watch all year, and now. Once baseball is almost over, now I've got to pay way more attention to you. Sure, sure. It's 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 like you know, all of a sudden you have to like clutch it. Where you're like, oh, this is our last chance to possibly get it, and so you have to like win every game from here on out. Like yeah, you know, yeah. and then and it's, I just I don't I don't I don't know if I enjoy that. You know, <laughs> I guess pick a different team then, because the Cardinals always do that, man. You know, I, know, I, just, I feel like one year maybe they'll just be better. <laughs> Maybe one year that they'll just like be the Yankees, you know. The just. Yankees, uh, you know, they they've they've been a little uh, iffy iffy lately true. as well. Anyway, Very we're true. getting lost in the weeds here. Um, so uh, yeah, so I, I've watched a lot of sports. I I did, however, uh, one thing I did was I read. Um, I went back and I've talked a little bit about the uh, uh, the hard case crime uh, Stephen King novels, mm-hmm. and um, I. Went back and I had never read his first one, which was the the uh, Colorado Kid, and uh, it was I read it. It was very very good. I uh, recommend it. It's it's a different kind of um, a mystery kind of novel. Not really a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery. I guess it's a mystery novel, but it, it's really uh, really really well written. You can read it in a few hours. It's uh, but it's good. I recommend it. I read it, um, and then uh, I will talk a little bit about. 12 minutes. Um, I. This is an update. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's an update. I've been going back and trying to get the uh, the achievements for it. Oh, man, um, why? At, I'm, at this point, I'm real over it, and I don't want to do any more of it. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to, this is the thing, just to avoid the temptation to finish it, I'm going to delete the entire game off my console. Oh, dude, yeah. Because uh, it doesn't belong there anymore. And it's just going to taunt me with how much. I would like to go back and and get all the achievements, but it's not fun for me anymore. So I'm yeah. not gonna do it. Because like the Xbox dashboard will literally like be like, "Hey, why don't you get? The, you're super yeah. close to this achievement. Why yes. don't you get they it?" They do that all the time. I'm like, because I didn't want to. F- I'm like, oh, gosh. anyway. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. I went back. I did go back on and uh, um, get some achievements on some other games I do enjoy playing. And so um, I did that. What am I playing through it now? Oh, what I, was uh, the? What were those achievements, Chris? I want to know more about that. Like this is the thing. I can't remember the name of this of this game. It was on, um, I believe it was on uh, Game Pass. Let me just see if it was on Game Pass. Let me see if I can find what I'm looking for. Uh, one of them was that Avicii game that I got on sale a couple nice. weeks ago. Yep. Um, and so I've been going through that and just like getting some like one of these one of these achievements won't. I've done it and it will not pop for me. Oh so. no, it's bugged. That's a bummer. Yeah, that's. Not fun. 
Um, Maybe one day, whenever you'll just like log in and it'll like give it to you. Okay, so in uh, Avicii and Vector is what I've been playing. And then I played, uh, see, this is the thing. I don't know if this is on Game Pass or not. How do I tell from the app? Ooh, Will from which app? Me? The Xbox app or the Game Pass app? Yeah, no, I guess I can I can look it up. In They're the two Game separate Pass things. App. So tell me what it is, and I'll look it up on the Game Pass app. So you okay. have your so Xbox it's called, app open, and I it's called have Metropolis. Called Metropolis Lux Obscura. That's why it's, I can't remember it. But it's basically a visual. Uh, no, it is novel. not here. Okay, so I don't know where I got it or why I got it or how much it is. Um. I uh, it, so it's a visual graphic novel, and it's kind of like twelve minutes, only in some ways better because uh, it has four different endings and branching paths that uh, depend on like what things you do in what order. Mm-hmm. And but it's mm-hmm. way more. It's 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 like it's shorter and no time it's way loop. more. No time loop. Way okay. more enjoyable just to replay it and f- and figure out. It's kind of like a choose your own adventure kind of thing, but without the a- like very obvious choice. You kind of just like make choices along the way. I actually got three of the endings without having to look it up. And the last one, I was like, I don't know how. What do I do differently? Hmm. And it was like one decision you have to do differently. And I was like, Oh, okay, I get it. Actually, it two. Sense. It was like two makes decisions. Sense. Anyway, so um, uh, it's it's a good game. It's kind of like a. Uh, a noir game you get out of prison and uh, you gotta you know there's there's this web of like uh who put you in prison what were you in there for were you guilty for it and then what happens afterwards when you're when you still get involved with some of the same people so it's good it's the actual like gameplay part of it besides just the visual novel part of it is uh like this match three kind of game cool um in between like whenever you come up and and there's someone who you fight it like does this match three thing and you have health and you can like upgrade your abilities and um it's like it's it's a lot of fun it's one of the better visual graphic like visual novels i've seen it's also like the voice acting is actually some of the worst that i've seen <laughs> where like people different characters will mispronounce other characters names oh no you can tell that like these lines sometimes were recorded uh completely like they, I don't know that they were necessarily meant to be next to each other because mm. the uh, the inf- voice inflections don't match at all. Mm. Um, but other some than, of that like, was in twelve minutes too. Like I'm not entirely like convinced that you know uh, Daisy Ridley and William Defoe were were like ever like uh, on like sync with each other as far as like the timing and stuff goes. Yeah, it's not, and it's not necessarily timing. It's just like it, like someone is monologuing and like his he'll say one sentence that sounds completely disconnected from the way he's saying the next sentence. And so anyway, I, I just think that there were some probably, you know, they just weren't all on the same page whenever they recorded everything, but Makes all that to say, I spent way more time on this game than probably it's worth spending on it. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, played that game, got all the achievements. What was that one called? Felt, one more felt time. Felt good about it. Metropolis Lux Obscura. Okay, cool. I'm going to have to check it yeah. out. Um, so yeah, I, uh, what else have I been to? I, I started, uh, there's a Agatha Christie game I started um, called, what was it called? Agatha Christie, the ABC Murders. I was about to say, about like, before. there's a couple of Agatha Christie uh, games on, like, the, the shops over the years. Yeah. Um, and other than that, just been playing Warzone, so. 
That's what I went up to. I dig it, man. There's a support. There's a so in addition to the Outer Wilds, which is going to have their expansion come out like later this uh, month, probably maybe it's next month. I don't know. This year, um, and that's that's like your best bet as far as a time loop game goes. Supposedly, there's another one called The Forgotten City that I've uh, been looking into as far as like a time loop situation goes. Kind of a first person, uh, you know, style game where you wake up and uh, there's a time loop and you have to investigate things and figure out what's going on. So anyway, I, uh, I, I, I like time loops. It's just 12, you know, <laughs> give it, give it options for like not 12 minutes. Cause like just, Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Don't I don't know. Those. You know, you know, I, I'm probably going to just stay away from time, some time loops for a while. <laughs> You're like, I'm all looped out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris, I mm. think we're going to be talking about board games, uh, specifically yeah. a very big board game later. But first, the pick of the week! Pick of the week! All right, John, what is your pick of the week? My pick of the week this week is a television show. Oh. And you can find the first two seasons, I believe, on Disney Plus. Oh. And it is called The Owl House. It's an animation, an mm. animated show. It's an, it's an animation. It's an animation. I don't know. That's the, yeah. What, what is the, uh, the English language, Chris? Um, but the, uh, it's, it's a super good show. It's about a, uh, a human that gets, uh, put into a magical world, like a magical realm and is ensuing drama and adventure story from there. Obviously like, you know, the, uh, the whole kind of premise is like, Oh, let's, I gotta, I gotta find a way to, you know, make it home eventually. Like it, it becomes that type of a situation, which is, uh, it's very cool. I, I, I'm very into the animation of it as well as like the characters and the, uh, the story. I think it originally is on Disney XD and now the, like the seasons that have already aired are on Disney plus, which is super Super cool. I always uh, enjoy whenever I can just binge through some stuff like that. So I've been been binging through that. I, uh, I'm maybe halfway through the second season of that now. I'm, I'm kind of going to wrap it up over the next week or so, and uh, I'll I'll report back and let you know how I uh, enjoyed the the ending um, of uh, of season two. So I don't know if there's a season three or not. We'll find out. That's inevitably that's always the most disappointing thing. Like whenever like you get to the end of one, you're like, oh, is there a season? There's next season, and then it's like, no, canceled. But we'll see. The Owl House, very good show, very funny, very uh, enjoyable to watch, and uh, that's my pick of the week, Chris. What's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is oh, I, I should have been ready for this. Why did I not have it pulled up? There's a Marvel <laughs> book about uh, it's the uh, the story of Marvel Studios, the making of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's uh, available for pre-order now. It comes out sometime in October. Uh, yeah, it looks like. Uh, October 19th, um, mm -hmm. and it's a two-volume, uh, huge, oversized book. Um, not really sure 100% what's in it, but I will read the uh, description. It's the definitive story of how Marvel Studios created by the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as told by the studio's creatives and the cast and crew of the Infinity Saga. The story of Marvel Studios is the first ever fully authorized all-access history of Marvel Studios' creation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as told by the producers, writers, directors, concept artists, VFX artists, cast and crew who brought it to life. Year by year, project by project, the studio's founding and meteoric growth are described through detailed personal stories, anecdotes, and remembrances of noteworthy challenges, breakthrough milestones, and history-making successes. 
Together, these stories reveal how each of the films evolved into one ongoing cinematic narrative as co-authors Tara Bennett and Paul Terry chart the complete production history of the Infinity Saga's 23 movies from 2008's Iron Man all the way up to and including 2009's Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. Bennett and Terry are were granted unprecedented access to Marvel Studios, which led to this years-in-the-making tome containing personal stories from more than 200 interviews, including every Marvel Studios producer, MCU writers and directors, the stars of the Infinity Saga, concept artists, costume designers, composers, and the talents behind the MCU, MCU's dazzling visual effects and more, featuring previously unpublished behind-the-scenes photography and archival production material, as well as personal stories and memorabilia from cast and crew, the story of Marvel Studios is the essential collectible chronicle of how the Marvel Cinematic Universe was brought to life. 512 pages Dude, chart the entire history. That's so many pages. Uh, features more than 200 interviews with the studio's staff and cast and crew. More than 500 production photos, plus never-before-seen filmmakers' archival materials and personal memorabilia. That's like a, that's uh, like a photo every page. Yes, I know. It's a deluxe two-volume foil-stamped cloth hardcover set. Um, metallicized, metalli- yeah, metallicized, metallized, metallized, reinforced slipcase with exclusive wraparound MCU concept art montage. It's a forward by Kevin Feige and an afterward by Robert Downey Jr. Nice. Dude, that's I awesome. I want this, John. Dude, gonna- me too, man. It's, it's so cool. I was, I was curious how many pages, like, if you averaged it out, how many pages per movie it was. Cause I was like, ah, five twelve, like that can't be like that. They're going to be cramming some things, but that's still 22.26 pages for each movie. That's, that's a decent chunk of pages. Yeah, dude, it's pretty wild. Um, it's interesting. Like uh, there's a trailer for this, like, so like literally on like YouTube, you can watch a trailer for this, this book. Um, which is just like a bunch of like hype clips of the movies and, and some interviews and stuff like that about like, Oh, this is unprecedented. You know, the, (laughs) um, the, uh, but like it, it does make me be like, Oh man, this is like a super cool, unique thing. Um, and about like the, like, I'm more interested in like the early days of the MCU, um, then I, you know, it's like, okay, obviously like there's a lot of things we know about, like whenever, you know, oh, the infinity saga or how those were, were made and stuff like that, but we're not in saga, the infinity war, like, uh, the, the last two Avengers movies, um, like we know a lot about like those, but like, I would just love to know the concept of like, oh, how do we, how do we get started? What was the, what was the goal of these, you know, cause we had the Hulk first, like incredible Hulk. And we had, uh, then Iron Man, which was like a bigger success. And we kind of went with that tone. So like, I just want to know like from the people. The, the early days, like what, what's, well, what's going on whenever, uh, whenever Hulk comes out and then later on, uh, Robert Downey Jr. steps into the Iron Man suit. So, um, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to potentially check this out at some point. It's very expensive. Yeah. It's like a hundred. Wait, I don't hear, I don't know what's the retail for this thing. Uh, it is, I lost it over Again. on over on Amazon, let me see. I just clicked the link. It says one thirty four right now. Yeah, one thirty four on Amazon, but it's one fifty regular price. Yeah. So one hundred fifty bucks. That's not. That's not. Um, just like nothing, you know. <laughs> it's not like no, a, but it's not like a paperback. Yeah. It seems pretty awesome, though. It is a very cool collector's item. It's gonna look, like it would look awesome on a shelf as well. Totally, totally. That's my pick of the week, John. The uh, 
the story of Marvel, Marvel Studios, the making of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then yours was The Owl House on Disney Plus. All right, John. right, Chris. Oh, wow. We're both starting this off. That was crazy. It's a big, big explosion of, uh, of, of, of all right. <laughs> um, Chris, what, what, what board game are we talking about? The people want to know. They've been uh, clamoring no, they've been this whole clamoring time. To know, yeah. Um, the board game is Ticket to Ride Europe 15th Anniversary Edition. It has now has it's been released. It's a hundred dollar edition. It's on sale for you can get it on Amazon for like seventy five. But it's this oversized board of Ticket to Ride with individual like instead of just the plastic pieces that are all just like one color each each uh, each different train set um, is uh, individually uh, crafted to be a different kind of train car yeah. and colored. And um, they has oversized cards and destination tickets and all that kind of stuff um, for the 15th anniversary of Ticket to Ride Europe. Super cool, dude. Like this is this thing is is huge. Like I like I saw the picture of it. I was like, oh, it's just like a normal like Ticket to Ride Europe. But uh, like whenever you like look at the dimensions, it's just gigantic. This thing is huge. Yeah, um, yeah it's pretty. It's pretty insane. It uh, uh, the. So, Ticket to Ride, if you if you haven't played it before, is a uh, a game came out in the like two thousand four, two thousand five was the first uh, two thousand four was the first game, two thousand five was the Europe game. Um, so, uh, this is coming. Pro- I guess maybe a year late is what it feels like. Anyway, mm. um, the uh, you have train cars. You try to get like uh, different routes along the map and that's how you score points, that type of thing. But it's, it's been around for a while with a ton of expansions, ton of different things. Um, there were actually a couple of anniversary editions for the original game, apparently. And, uh, the 10th anniversary was, was like this anniversary edition, but then the 15th anniversary of the original game that came out a couple years back in 2019. Um, it, uh, it was not great. It was, it was so, underwhelming. It was a small, yeah, underwhelming. Small board again, uh, just translucent train cars is really the only difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is a, kind of a, another a deluxe set, basically, is what this probably feels like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm uh, I'm very intrigued by it. Yeah, dude. And like the fact that like it has all, so it all includes all of the past destination cards, so uh, ones that would have been in other expansions or whatever. But I don't know that it includes like the expansions themselves. Like there's like oh the warehouses or whatever. It might I I couldn't like tell definitively on there. Um, on the, the like listing for it. Um, so, but at the same time, like the fact that it comes with all of those destination cards, like that's super cool. Um, the large formats. Awesome. I love the fact that like, these aren't the, the little, uh, train cars you put down. They're not just like one color. Like they, they are multiple colors. Like the, the, the Brown set, for instance, has like lumber on the back of the flatbeds and the flatbeds are like black. And then the lumber is Brown, which is really cool. Um, just, it's just sweet details like that that really make this feel super cool to me like i and I, I, it makes me like really want to like if, if i was gonna play a version of of ticket to ride i would want it to be this version <laughs> oh yeah i mean when now that i'm looking at it so like, as soon as i looked at this i was like well uh i want this number one number two i want the basically i guess the 10th anniversary edition which is like five mm. five hundred dollars on the secondhand market right now for the original Ticket to Ride because the 15th Ooh. anniversary, it does not look that great. It look, I mean, it's like I might as well play my original uh, right. version. Right, right. Um, and so uh, I, I kind of I want that uh, that old one. 
second secondhand market. Woo. <laughs> I know. That's insane. Well, that's the thing about stuff like this too, because it's like, okay, so this will be around for a while. Mm-hmm. But like once they stop producing this, mm-hmm. the value of this will probably go up to something like, you know, five hundred dollars at some point, you know, uh five years down down the line, like that one. Sure. So, um, not saying you should, you know, buy them to invest in it. It's not like this is not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying, Chris, you know, I'm going like, to stock up. I'm going to, I'm going to like put a oh bunch gosh. of these in my garage. All right, oh, and wait, no. wait the six years. You do you. <laughs> what? However you want to uh, to do that. <laughs> oh man, just, just uh, like, you know, just I wouldn't bet your retirement on it, but you can I mean, do whatever just you want. Seems like seems like it takes up a lot of space in the meantime too. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, board games are not small, and that's. Uh, I no. mean, I. So we just moved into this new house, and we we're still unpacking and stuff like that. But I, we really don't have a good solution for our board games right now. Hmm. Um, they, and they were in our old house; even they were crammed into a closet. And so, like, I can I can cram them into another closet if I want, but uh, I don't know that I I don't know. I want I want I want some kind of cool way to display them. Yeah, I mean, like, and you know, I've seen like some cool like shelves and things like that. But it's but they do take up so much space that it literally like can look pretty and feel feel pretty like haphazard at some points, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Um, so, yeah. so the, the the thing that we wanted to talk about with this though is like, okay, what what kind of board games would you like to see get this treatment? And and we're talking like when you look at this, yeah, everything's oversized, which is cool. But then like all the the models that are normally just like plain plastic train cars that are all identical. The only difference is they're different colors, but these are like different models and hand painted. It seems mm-hmm. like, and just like really, really cool. Um, and uh, is truly kind of a collector's item. Um, what kind of other games would you want to see with this? So treatment? Chris, the first one that comes to mind is completely not reasonable. <laughs> and that's Carcassonne. Ah, I want gigantic Carcassonne tiles. Big Carcassonne. <laughs> yeah, like like I want the, the tiles to be like the size of like floor tiles, you yeah. know, and the meeple to be like the size of my head, you know. So Carcassonne is like this tile lane. You lay tiles down, and um, you have like different different expansions and stuff like that. But you have like wooden figures that get put down. Right, yeah, you claim like, oh, I'm going to have this this person, this meeple on this road, and then whenever you close the road, it scores the points for the road, like one point per tile, that sort of thing. And there's different things that score different points, castles, and there's there's uh, there's the fields. But like the thing that I love about that thing is like the art on Carcassonne is so unique and so cool, uh, the way that everything kind of builds together and the, and the castle walls, like the city walls, like look super cool together, that like on a, on a larger scale, I feel like it would be very cool. Cool. And it doesn't have to be like floor tile size, but like on a like a scale of like oh just like bump them up by like uh like fifty percent or or you know that that size like just a little bit bigger would be really cool. Um, yeah. So yeah. So they they don't have I've had this in my and actually I found it this year I've had this in my like uh, wish list for a while. They don't have a, a, a deluxe basically edition of Carcassonne, but what they do have is a um, $90, what they call the Carcassonne Big Box, which is um, the Carcassonne base game with all Mm -hmm. 11 expansions in it. Um, You can get it on Amazon right now for about $75. So like they they do have a kind of a deluxe-ish kind of version where you don't have to like go buy all the the expansions independently, which I appreciate. I always hate like getting a game and be like, okay, how I got to go find all these expansions Mm -hmm. and... 
buy some of them secondhand and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, I just want you to give me everything. Yeah, and that's the, the interesting thing with Carcassonne is like they changed uh, publishers after a certain point. They were published by Rio Grande Games, and then they switched over to Z-Man Games. Yeah, at, that's what at this a certain is. Point. Um, and so like at, at at one point there was like, oh, which expansions does Z-Man have, and which ones does Rio Grande still put out? And like, so and like they work together. They don't work to, like so. They all work together. Oh, like gosh. if you buy them from each one, like they'll they, like you can you can definitely they'll, like use them. They'll each. cross. Yes, but like so like I have a Z-Man uh, games expansion that works with my original Rio Grande uh, Carcassonne set. But it's it, but it does become complicated for a while there. Of like okay, whenever the rights were switching over to Z-Man who had what expansion and like how can i find those um so at this point hopefully i would see i would assume that z-man games has all of the expansions at this point that they're publishing um rather than it being kind of split up um so yeah so i I would assume that that big box has like like everything like the comprehensive kind of uh all of the current expansions you would hope so but Chris, what would you like to see in the deluxe treatment? You know, because like obviously, you know, plate-sized uh, Carcassonne, maybe not reasonable, but maybe you have a more reasonable pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so my the game that I would love to have, like okay, like metal pieces or something like that, or like hand-painted stuff, like would be yeah, Risk. We're going metal. Um, I want you know, I want want some cool like Risk uh, deluxe version, and they have a ton of different versions of Risk. But none of them, like, to me, feel like, okay, they're getting, like, the deluxe treatment where I would, like, pay $100 for this mm. game. Yeah. Um, I can't even find the the original version of Risk that I want where it's like, hey, here's just, like, the bit without, without some kind of crazy version that has, a, you know, some kind of modifier on it that makes it different. I just want the, mm. ri- the original game that has uh, a, a decent board on it and, uh, yeah. There was like so I I got the, like this bookshelf version back in the day that I even loved. that one like, I'd love to have yeah it's super nice but it's still like but it fold the way that it folds the way everything stores up it's it's not like super convenient because everything like it's like ah oh, you have to get it in there just right for it to close and like go on the shelf um, but yeah like it, I, even at that point I think it was it was pretty hard to find like just the original kind of standard classic version of uh, of Risk. Um, they like you said they do have like big i feel like they have big boards like potentially with risk um and like the risk legacy board is pretty big but like you said like you're still dealing with like pretty non deluxe feeling uh figures and like pieces uh as you as you're going through yeah 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 um uh, but yeah the, uh, there i was the, i was looking a little bit um for a second there i mean there's the 25th anniversary of uh Catan uh, game, but you know, I mean, it, I mean, it seems cool. Uh, it's more of like a complete edition as well. That's probably um, the most popular of the non like Monopoly style board. Like you could get a Catan game at Target or whatever. So, yeah, I think I mean I think like most people have probably either played or know what Catan is, right. and half of them call it Catan, even though it's not Catan. I believe it is Catan, dude. I've never I've never heard it as Catan. <sighs> Well, that's what I'm saying. The people who don't know what they're talking about, who played it at like their cousin's <laughs> house, they play. They say they call it Catan. Catan. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, if you put another A there, it's Katana, and that seems like <laughs> that would be a cool variation. Just. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I think those. That's the. That's the. Th- you know, piece. Um, you know, and I, and I love different versions of games. Like I have a Star Wars Monopoly game. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I, I like things that, so I, I like that. That's great. Monopoly is not like the game that I play all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like a lot of the games that, that I play, um, you know, are like these days are not the, uh, the standard like games that you would play. Like they're like, you know, cause once I got into Catan, I was like, Oh man, this, like there's a whole world out there of, of other, other board games. And, uh, yeah, some of those are more, more obscure ones, like getting this treatment would be super cool too. Um, because it's just like bigger pieces or like more deluxe feeling, uh, pieces is like something that's pretty, pretty cool and pretty important. I feel like to, just the the playing of the game because like how many times like are you sitting there around like a table and like you have your pieces in front of you and you're like oh can i stack these up or like you know like you're just examining your pieces and for you know a lot most of the time they're just kind of like oh you know standard wooden or plastic pieces and uh, just having something that's a little bit more detailed would be would be really cool um totally on on the other side of this, Chris, as I've mentioned uh, recently, I played Sprawlopolis. It's a little card game um, that fits in like a wall. It's like an eighteen card uh, card game, very fun. Um, so I'm kind of like also going the opposite direction than the giant board game, <laughs> where I'm like, give me the small one that I can take in my pocket and play by myself. Like you know, whenever you know, whenever there's nothing else to do, I ah, just play it on the table for f- in fifteen minutes, like that sort of thing. Like uh, so. There's uh there's the other side of it too, Chris. Of like, let's make something, shrink it down, make it more portable, and that that appeals as well. All right. Well, we uh, we've talked about board games now. We have a so, big board uh, game, yeah, one big gigantic game. big board game. Yeah, yeah. Um, next week maybe we'll talk about another board game. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about Clue next yeah, week, yeah, which would yeah. be a cool one to have a big yeah, one. Yeah, totally. Like, give me like some some like literally like um, you know how like you get the uh, the the Oscar you know award. Like, give me that size of figure you know of of a Colonel Mustard. Just <laughs> <laughs> totally. You can find us online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com on social at ChrisWright two five zero and John Wright seven seven seven. And at Stay on Target Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.